Well, if we went to nine, we wouldn't have a quorum. the noise. Bring your glasses. You can call the meeting to order. Um, you need to call the meeting to order? I guess. Okay, let me do that, and then I will hand the mic over to you. Okay. We'd like to call the meeting of the Planning and Zoning Advisory Commission, Planning and Zoning Advisory Commission of Dewey Humboldt regular meeting notice and agenda. Um, We'd like to call this meeting to order. It's Thursday, December 7th, 2023 at 6 p.m. Would you, um, Chelsea, please call the roll. One second. Did we start the recording? Yes, you need to record this call. You need to record it. people are present four four with you on the phone so three in here you on the phone four okay 
Okay. Um, let's stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. And then, Lynn, will you please lead the Pledge of Allegiance and take it from here? Um, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Do we have a volunteer for the invocation? Okay, we. Our dear kind Heavenly Father, as we come before thee on this beautiful eve, we are so grateful for the blessings that thou bestows on us. At this time, we ask that we will all be able to hear and that we will have level heads and that we will do what's best for this town. We're grateful for all that thou gives us. We're grateful for the town of Dewey Humble and that we all live in it. We ask thee to please be with those that are not feeling well or that have been hurt this week. And we say this in Jesus' name, amen. Any commissioners have any reports on any current events they'd like to share? Mr. Chisholm? Uh, December 16th is the Dewey Humble first annual inaugural Christmas light parade. It meets at Humboldt Elementary. It commences right here, finishes right here at the town hall. There'll be hot cocoa and refreshments, so I invite any and all to attend that evening. Thank you. Thank you. Um, do any, um, does our planner have any updates on current events or activities? No, no. I do not. There's nothing on the consent agenda, so we'll move on to the uh, public comments on uh, non-agendized items. These are things that are not on the agenda. Are there any com com public comments on non-agendized items? You have to state your name for the record. And commissioners are not allowed to answer questions or discuss comments under Arizona's open meeting law. Any? Okay. Um, the next item is 9A, the public hearing agenda. Um, conduct a public hearing on proposal ZMC 23-002, request to amend the zoning map of the town of Dewey Humboldt change the zoning designation of assessor's parcel number 4020928W located at 12822 East Main Street from R110 residential single family to C1 commercial neighborhood sales and service. Um, can we have a staff uh, commission, so staff report, uh, I'd like to go over the background on this rezoning. So the applicant, Joe Garcia, for Quality Estates Investment, LLC, is requesting to change the zoning of their property to permit the development of a takeout-only restaurant. So no dine-in. Uh, They're requesting C1-1, which conforms to number five, which is going to be restaurants and cafes, but prohibiting vending from opening and buildings. 
So town code, uh, no drive-through windows. And uh, when we go over this, you'll see that's, that will never be a factor. That's, that's not even included. Uh, Ms. Varney, would you uh, fast forward to the map for me? Leave next page. All right. So, if we take a look at our surrounding zoning, the the proposed zoning uh, does conform to many of the lots uh, that are surrounding. If we look at, um, do we have a laser pointer? All right, so if we look at the lot in question right here, we have the post office, which is C1. We have the town offices, which is C1. And then we're right there in line with Main Street as well, which is C1. So it does, this change does conform to uh, currently what we see in the town already. The financial impact of this uh, this project would be minimal to none, except for the fact that there, there's a probability that the town would see some tax revenue over, over this, which is, would not be a, obviously a financial impact. Uh, this project conforms to the consistency with the general plan. Uh, the proposed change, if approved, would be consistent with the Town of Dewey Humboldt's 2009 general plan, which includes the the property in an area along State Route 69 and Humboldt's Main Street. So uh, it will conform to uh, element with commercial land use district, mixed use area and community core, which is all part of part of that area. So it all it all fits into our uh, general our current general plan. Uh, I did go over uh, just now the uh, surrounding land uses so we we do predominantly have uh, some commercial land land use and as in this picture here you can see the post office is right next to it and then you can see Main Street coming over uh, you can actually see the corridor along uh, 69 as well so this isn't a stretch to make this commercial uh, comments received so uh, in this particular scenario I uh, Mr. Garcia put forth a lot of effort to do a citizen participation plan. And so I thought one of the benefits of the citizen participation plan was getting some of that feedback. Uh, what yays or nays and you know what people thought positive and negative. Uh, I, as part of the requirement, I was required to send out what turned out to be 35 letters. So it, the, the town code is, is that everybody within 300 feet must be notified. Well, because of the density of that area, it turned out to be 35 people. So out of the 35 letters, I got two back that they didn't take or there wasn't a determination. It wasn't a wrong address. It just, the mail was never picked up from the post office and they kicked it back. Um, out of those uh, 33 remaining, I, I, nobody reached out. So, you know, sometimes no news is good news. So we didn't do that. but. With Mr. Garcia's participation plan, uh, I, and I actually attended the participation plan myself as, as a guest, uh, it was very encouraging and very informative and got to see a lot of that input. So what I've asked Mr. Garcia to do is to go over a condensed version of his participation plan, what he rolled out, the kind of feedback he got and whatnot. So 
At this point in time, I'd like to turn that over to him. Davis, if we can put the um, slideshow up, please, Ms. Barney. Uh, so this, once again, just clarifies what was just read earlier, uh, the purpose of um, us trying to have this rezoned. And this uh, first slide that you're going to be looking at just gives you an idea of what we've been doing over the last year. Uh, I am a real estate broker in the area, and I have looked for listings uh, for uh, commercial-type property over the last year. We were under contract in that property that's just across from the... Um, library it's almost an acre after the due diligence that uh, property had so much contamination that to build it would cost too much and there was just too many question marks as to could we build on it and so we let that property go uh, i contacted a lot of the property owners in the area that own commercial property uh, those that i could get a hold of and unfortunately nobody wanted to sell there are older buildings that are on Main Street are available. I checked on those, but for half a million dollars, I couldn't see buying all those buildings that uh, just require too much work for what we're trying to do. Uh, so at the end of the day, we ended up buying this residential lot, given that it was closest to the area we would like to be in and um, are looking to rezone it. But it was not our first desire to do, is to try to rezone a piece of property. It literally is our last uh, effort and uh, also communicated with the uh, Humboldt uh, Historical Society to see if they would sell me a piece of their property there. And uh, they talked about it, and unfortunately, it's not, it wasn't available. Uh, so we at least tried to extend our area of where we were trying to buy it, who we reached out to. Uh, so that just kind of gives you an idea of the, uh, the property search. As far as the community outreach, um, yeah, you'll need to change that to uh... yeah because it's on an automatic there you go so on the uh, community outreach what we did is um, we actually sent out uh, 200 uh, invites throughout the town uh, we sent out a letter explaining what was being done we sent out postcards that individuals could then mark on there if they agree or don't agree with the rezoning. Uh, we had a meeting on September 29th, 2023, and uh, we had about 20 uh, in attendance. We had some very good questions, participations regarding what type of establishment, if there was gonna be a drive-through window. We explained that the uh, zoning just would not allow for it, and the property is just not big enough for that type of volume uh, in, uh, in that lot. Uh, we also reached out through Facebook, uh, letting uh, folks in the community know uh, that uh, we are looking to rezone this property. Uh, we received a lot of uh, good comments, and um, first I'll get into some of the discussion points. Uh, we emphasized that this uh, development would be for the benefit of the community. Uh, I shared with them that uh, we moved here in 1999. There was really no place to take the kids to where you buy pizzas, things that kids like. Uh, this type of venue is actually benefiting the community and that there are a lot of kids now, even more so now than there was back then. Uh, there was a brief mention by uh, Mr. Davis about taxes. Uh, we know that the town is always in need of money to do things. At least it would produce a sales uh, tax for the uh, town. 
and that would benefit the community. Uh, we did receive a lot of uh, support, and with this uh, week, uh, we received an email from the president of the uh, Dewey Humboldt Historical Society, and uh, he sent this into the office here and copied me on it. And I'd just like to read a couple points because it might uh, help for some of those that may have the same way of thinking that we just don't want things to change. He said, normally I am not in favor of changing zoning as it can be detrimental to neighboring properties that purchase, invested in adjoining properties, believing existing zoning requirement would be enforced. However, in this case, there are no negative comments from owners or of neighboring properties, which means no hardship is resulting. The proposed development fits with the community's desire commercial development along Main Street. This is an area where the town should be encouraging commercial development of this type, compatible with our small town environment. I've had one business dealing with Joe and Robert Garcia as they offered to purchase a portion of the property owned by the Dewey Humboldt Historical Society. Although we, DHHS, decided not to sell any of our property, the entire proposal was handled in a professional manner, the offer was very fair, and there were no hard feelings as the deal didn't work out. Robert Garcia has recently joined the Dewey Humboldt Historical Society, showing the Garcia support for our nonprofit organization uh, and supporting our community in general. Uh, so uh, he was in favor of it, uh, showing that uh, we have uh, done a due diligence in trying to reach out to the community. Uh, as far as the next slide, if we can go to the postcard survey. So as I mentioned, we send out letters. We couldn't send it out to the whole town. It would just be too expensive, but we sent out and hand delivered upwards of 200 letters and cards. And on this postcard, they were all pre-stamped, so they didn't have to even pay for postage. They can mark if they're in agreement or not in agreement. Of the 200 uh, that were made available, 63 were returned. Total number in agreement with the rezone is 60. Total not in agreement was three. Uh, something to note though, is that uh, those that uh, did not agree with it, they provided no comments. They just marked the box that they were not in agreement with it. Some of the comments that were received, you can see them there. Uh, there were quite a few comments, uh, literally all positive. There was one that made a comment about maybe buying some of the older buildings, and I've already discussed why we didn't do that. Uh, but this just at least goes to show that uh, we reached out to those within the 300 feet and then randomly sent out uh, letters and cards throughout the community. But overwhelmingly, the response was positive that a uh, restaurant of this type is needed within uh, our town. So let's go ahead and go to the next slide. Uh, we saw this earlier uh, on the Facebook page. There was a lot of positive comments that were received. Uh, so I'm sharing those with you. Uh, so it is something that is known within the community. Those that have interest, does, do 100% of the folks know? I doubt it. But if they go to the post office, they probably saw the orange sign over the last month uh, that it was there. And uh, if they would have had something negative to say, they probably would have reached out to the town at that point. Uh, so there goes those comments. If we can go to the next slide, just to give you an idea, this is a very odd shaped lot. Uh, we've already cleaned it up. We're starting to do some of the uh, cleanup work and trying to uh, put some fences up to give some privacy to the neighbors. Uh, but you can see how the building would set all the way towards the back. 
That leaves uh, the front of the building with uh, room for parking and, and off to the side. Uh, we can't use all the property because it is going sloped, uh, going up. There's a gas line in the back. There's electrical lines through it. There's a five inch water main that goes through the property that we've been working with the water company so as not to disturb their water main, which they don't have an easement for. But we all reached a consensus that we're gonna leave it there for their benefit, for the benefit of the town. And we'll just move the building further back and not disturb that area. Um, as far as the gas line, well, we can't do anything with that. It does have an easement, it's been there. But that's up higher to the right side of the property. Uh, towards the back, so that area will not be used. But there's sufficient room up front to handle the parking. Now parking, we don't expect uh, a need for a great amount of parking, and the reason being it's not a sit-in. It really is gonna be call-in ordering. We will not have nearly the traffic that the post office has, and I've lived here since 99, as I mentioned. Occasionally there's a little backup at the post office, but not often. And so our traffic would be significantly less compared to the 500 or 800 uh, post office box that are there and the traffic that goes through there. Uh, the volume, you know, if we had 10 an hour, that's probably gonna be a lot, but most of it's gonna be either delivered, called in. It would be spaced out because if we've ever ordered uh, a meal, they always tell you a time frame when it's gonna be done. So if 30 people were to call within 30 minutes, it's not gonna fill up with 30 cars because there's no way that much can be done. So everything would be spaced out. So that uh, should address any issues with traffic. If we can go to the next slide, this kind of gives you an idea of what we would hope it to look like, uh, kind of sticking with the same facade that we have here for the town. So it would add some beauty or additional beauty to the, to the buildings here. Uh, so it'll be something that'll fit right in. It's not gonna be a big building. The total square footage is gonna be upwards of around 1,500 square foot. Uh, and the actual area for customers is not gonna be much more than 120 square foot, meaning there's not a lot of room for a lot of people to be. Um, so that kind of gives you an idea of what we have planned, the community outreach. We shared this information uh, at our meeting that we had. Uh, been a costly um, venture, and it's been quite interesting but we've done a lot to notify the community, to talk with them and to work with them. And we've done the same with the utility companies. Like I mentioned, the, the water company, I've met with them several times so that it doesn't create a hardship on them. They explained to me how much it would cost them to move that water line since there's never been an easement for it and nobody knew it was there. Um, I've met with APS so that we don't disturb their utilities. So a lot of work has gone into a project that really is a small project considering some of the sizes of the homes that go up in the area. Thank you, Mr. Garcia. So at this point in time, I would like to acknowledge the staff's recommendation uh, for this project, and then I would like to open it up to questions uh, between myself and Mr. Garcia. So at this point in time, we, uh, <coughs> I would like to recommend that we approve this this project uh, and uh, approve the rezoning of this project, but ultimately that's in the council's hands, so I would like to take the opportunity for questions. Uh, now would be a great time. Questions from us? Yes, if you have, yeah, I imagine you have questions. I have a couple of questions. 
I was going to ask Mr. Garcia, I was curious why you wanted to put a commercial business on a residential lot surrounded by three houses. I was not privy to your previous meeting. I don't, I'm not a big Facebooker and I didn't get an invitation, so I didn't go to your presentations. But what you just said makes sense to me. I personally would like to see it go downtown and revamp the, that district down there. And it sounds like you might have tried to do that. I did, yes. Uh, the one piece of property you said was contaminated. Are they not going to remediate that? I, everything I found out about that property, it was my digging. And I don't want to go into. Uh, so it's not part of the super fund. It is. Can I, can I, um, can I interject here? Um, for mediation, that's a different meeting, and we can't talk about that. We have to stay there. So he made an attempt to acquire the property down there, downtown. He felt that the expense that was that he put forward was too much, and the contamination was present. So I think that's for a separate meeting. Um, but Sorry it's just fo we'll, let's focus on the uh, on the actual subject parcel. The only word I've been hearing around here lately is that. So, you were responsible for cleaning up that property, or was yeah, it's not an EPA the, thing? Yeah, if I just share, the property has been remediated. The problem with it is that when you start digging it up again to build something, the remediation only went down like 12 inches, and footers are going to go down lower. So, I looked at all the possibilities. I shared e emails and letters with EPA. They had some great ideas. I put a complete plan together to still try to use it because it's nine-tenths of an acre. Uh, the problem was is that the sellers did not want to budge on their price. And if I was going to spend all this additional funds to make it work, then I expected them to lower their price to where it was reasonable. Yeah, so that's why we didn't buy it. But it has been remediated. But whoever buys it for a commercial uh, purpose is going to have a lot of expenses before them. Existing downtown buildings were too expensive just to. Yeah, they're selling those together, and I believe the price tag was close to $500,000. And none of them would be ones that I would want people to go in and pick up. I'd love to see somebody go in there and take care of that eyesore and put some new buildings in there. That's just where I'm coming from. I'm being the devil's advocate here. And I have 45 years of construction, so this is what I know how to talk about. Uh, the square footage, what part of that footprint is requiring parking spaces? That is up for discussion. And that this type of uh, venue, restaurant, is not specifically addressed within the ordinance. The ordinance talks about restaurants, and most people think of a sit-in restaurant, and you have sit-in with drive-through. It addresses those items. I uh, did not see where it specifically addressed just only a pickup or delivery. Uh, so that's something that needs to be cons uh, considered or talked about in the future when we get to that point. It does mention the, um, the square footage uh, addressing where uh, customers would be. That's how I interpreted it. And that area is only going to be about 120 square foot. So we don't expect a, a large volume of parking spaces needed to be That is a matter of interpretation because it says gross floor plan area, which in my mind, is the footprint of the building. That's the gross floor plan. There is verbiage back in a different code here that states not to include the kitchen and the restrooms and whatnot in the square footage that's requiring uh, parking spaces. Correct. So 
this 2A1 on page 160 states restaurants, bars, cocktail lounges, one space per 100 square feet plus one space per employee. That's for no carryout, no driving, and no delivery service. If you look at 2A2, it states including carryout, delivery service, including drive-in service and on-site consumption. Now, in my mind, that means that either one of those four call-outs directs you to this directive, which says, same as Division 2A1 above, which is one per 100 square feet plus one per employer. And then it states, plus reservoir land capacity equal to five spaces per drive-in window. This is very confusing. I mean, you can make this say whatever you want to in my mind. So my bottom line, my question is, how many parking places are you putting on that property? Because it's a very skinny road. There's no on, there's no on street parking available. I believe it's a lot of traffic on that road. And I just want to know how much off street parking you're going to provide. I would say at the most we would need is somewhere around five. And the reason employees and Two employees. Yeah. Well, they live together, so they I'm sure drive in together. And they live in the you community. You say it's 1,500 square foot is the footprint. In my mind, that says you need 15 spaces. But we're not going to have 15 people there at any given time. Well, that's and, the square footage parameter. It's not the. That's the required spaces per square footage of building. First, the citation you first read is referencing a typical restaurant. Because the second the citation part, that I read lead, takes you back to that after you include these other items. But if it's not a regular restaurant, then it needs to be further discussed. Because it's, it's not a, if you can just. very confusing. I, I, I want, you can make it say what you want. I don't think that five spaces is enough for that business. That's my opinion. And then there's also you. You spent. You talked about the gas line and the water line. I was. I was going to ask about that, but you covered that. Thank you. So I, I also had a question. Okay, so the square footage is going to be 1,500 square feet of building, right? That's the expectation. Yes. I noticed you're putting it on the sloping part of the lot. The the way that lot's going to have to be developed as a result of those utilities that are there. The uh, storage area that kind of serve as an office as well is actually going to be higher than the floor of the kitchen because we cannot drop a portion of that property because the water line is only 16 inches below grade. So if you can just imagine the back side of the property is going to be lower, uh, another part's going to be higher like this. Okay, so. We're going to make it work with what we have available. Uh, but yeah, there is a slope there that the building will be a little bit higher there. How are you going to be able to do that um, without affecting the adjoining lots and, and the floodplain on either side of that little... There's a FEMA floodplain on one side and a Yavapai County Flood District floodplain on the other side of this area. I am not aware that that property is in a floodplain. No, you're right above the floodplain, and any drainage that comes off of your lot could impact other properties. Well, the drainage is already coming off that lot, and it's coming towards the front. And you may be aware that the town of Dewey Humboldt 
requested and received an easement for drainage in the front of the property. So all the drainage will continue to go in the same direction. Drainage off of a solid surface like a roof and parking spaces is different than drainage off of dirt, which sometimes, you know, it does, it does absorb certain amounts of water when it's raining. So I do, this town has got a habit and has had a history in the past of not working with the flood control districts. I mean, I've heard so many complaints from residents and we have had catastrophic flooding in other areas because there hasn't been follow through. So my, one of my concerns on approving zoning would be to make sure that there is a lot of follow through on flood issues in the area because they do exist. Yeah, absolutely. And I've, like, I've lived here for over 20 years, so I've seen it. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, but I'm hopeful that if the town created an easement there for drainage, that it looked at uh, the drainage going through there. And, and all the drainage from up above comes down right in front of the property. And there's a culvert there as well that must have been placed there by the town. Uh, I think it's part of the flood control district. I really do. I believe it is part of the Yavapai flood, flood control. Yeah, when I uh, bought the property, title uh, provided me with the uh, easement mm -hmm. that was provided by Mark McGrady and it was provided to the town of Dewey Hummel. Good. All right. Okay. So that was done back in 2009. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know how I just had one more thing. Um, I was wondering um, how much of the square footage of the lot is actually sloped, because if you're going to put the building on the sloping side of the lot, how many acres of that? I mean, it's not an acre, obviously. It's a 0.43 acres. But how many square footage? What's the square footage? Because you've got. And I'm just guessing here. Um, let me get my calculator out. I'm just visualizing because I've walked it so many times. I think I got a good idea. I calculated about 5,000 square feet on the slope, um, but. My understanding is that you're going to have to move some dirt, and with that, with that movement of dirt, you're going to change the way it, of the water flows off the lot. Even though you have a culvert in that corner, the burden is not on the town to figure out a problem after a building is built. You have to be able to plan ahead before that gets approved. Yeah. That's my thought. Yeah, as far as that area that sloped, I'm figuring it's less than 1,500 square foot will actually be disturbing. Um, and as far as the drainage, I totally agree. But that is part of the uh, building plan when it's developed. Then a drainage uh, plan will be developed at that time as well. Thank you. Now, Mr. Garcia, can you provide us with a copy of that uh, title? Sure, because this is information that would have been helpful to have going into this ahead of time. So we could have seen this easement. So there's no speculation. Well, the utility water utility company doesn't have an easement. Those water lines were put in 100 years ago. They're old cast iron lines. Most of the town has been replaced. Over 80% of this town has been replaced with water lines. So with that being said, to say that there's no easement, this town's only been incorporated since 2004. 
Was there ever an easement with the Yapai County that was swept under the rug that wasn't recorded, that was applied for, that can be dug up? Secondly, um, this, I mean, when Robert gets back in the room, this is my question is more so directed to the staff. So I will wait. I can possibly answer your first part of the question. I went back to the title company and I had them do a, a very deep search and they guaranteed me there is no easement there. Okay. So I had the same question and like I mentioned, I'm a real estate broker, so I'm familiar enough with reading these documents that I went back to them and said, you need to look because there's a main here. I also went to my uh, real estate attorney and asked him about it uh, because my first thought is, well, it's always been there, so there's an easement. But he told me if nobody knew about it, then it wasn't, uh, what's the wording where it's um, blatantly viewed? Hostile. Uh, hostile. Say again? Is it? it I'm trying to think of the term, but it's not um, It's not something that he has an entitlement over the land. Yeah, it has to be visible to the average person that owned it or lived there. They have to have known that it existed. So the prior owners didn't know. I don't know about before then, but there's nothing. But is there active, I'm sorry. Is there active water flowing through those pipes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, when I was cleaning up part of it, I actually found a pipe that used to have a meter on it. So, yeah, it's it's presented some challenges, but we're trying to work through all of them. Yeah, and so let me ask you this. Are you planning on doing an improvement to that infrastructure on the water pipe, or are you going to just leave it alone? No, we're going to leave it alone, and that's the reason we're having to design the building such as that we don't encroach on that water line. Uh, what's okay. Stuart told me, the owner of the water company, is that if that line ever burst, then at that time they would reroute it down the property line through the front of the street. But at this point, it's too it's cost prohibitive for him to do it because they don't have the funds to just go in there and move it. So he recognized right. not a legal title. I offered to work with him and give him a permission as the owner that he can continue to have it there and that I know it's there. Now my next question is directed to the staff. Um, we have this put before us tonight as a notice of rezoning, but we're rezoning something that clearly Mr. Brandt addressed on page 160 of our zoning codes and ordinances that needs to be addressed prior to the rezoning of to include takeout because we have before us tonight a rezoning with a pot with a plan to put a takeout in, and we don't currently have that in our zoning code. Correct. And as the building official, um, I would be able to make that uh, determination. And my determination so far, because we don't have that in the building code, was the actual square footage of what would be uh, seen by the public, which talking to Mr. Garcia, he's saying 120, but I think 120 square feet, but I just I rounded it up to 200. And so that's what I, when we were talking about parking spaces and everything, that's what I would use. So officially, you know, however you see it, that's that's the direction I, I would go. So, you know, we conservatively were looking at, you know, five to seven parking spots. When I looked at that, that lot, 
um, and, and talk to them about it and just what the feasibility was, uh, we could get seven parking spots out of that, that lot. It still doesn't meet the requirement, as Mr. Brent said, of one space per hundred square feet. Right, so if we look at the, if we remove the kitchen space, if we remove the kitchen and the bathroom space out of it, then the building becomes 200 square feet. Um, I can historically th uh, show through the code book that that, that would be a, a viable interpretation. And so at 200 square feet, you're actually looking at you know, two parking spots. This is the problem with our codes and ordinances, and this is why it's being addressed. Because these things like this need to be looked at and addressed prior to a zoning coming forward because you're getting the cart before the horse on this. I, I agree on the on the code book itself, um, and I I've made it very known that I I dislike having you know being in that position to make that judgment call, but that is the nature of the building official. So is to interpret the code and when it's unclear, be the final say on that end of it. So that's how I've gotten here, um, right or wrong or you know how you see it, and I respect your opinion. Um, that's that's how I've gotten there. And then thirdly, uh, when we open this up for the public discussion, um, I'd be curious to hear from any nearby residents of this parcel as well, and that, what their views on this are. That's all I have. Are there any other questions from any other commissioners? I would like to see the plot plan showing the building layout and the gas and water lines. Is that all on the same? It's not on there. Uh, um, I can put that together and, and send it in, but I guess oh, I'm, I'm curious as to what the rationale is. I'm sure you're an honest man, but I would just like to see what the building is not on top of that. To me, that should be on plan somewhere. It will be. <coughs> and, uh, it's yeah, but for us to approve plans. this process, it should be on plan now. That's the way I see it. I just want to see it. I, you know, if you're bringing this to me to say, yeah, okay, let's do it. If I don't see that in writing on a plan, I'm taking your word for something. And I'm, like I said, I'm sure you're an honest gentleman. But I like to see things in writing. I'm just asking if that is available. I have it on my tablet. We can print it. One of the, I'd like to jump in there really quick on that whole water line, on that water line deal, because initially when Mr. Garcia was looking at that, if memory serves me right, he actually came to the town first to see if we had any records. Like the um, records are, are, are hard to come by. And so once it was identified, uh, uh, Stuart, the, the owner of the water company got involved. So I know that there, there was an approval process between those two because ultimately that company owns the line. So. Personally, that end of it's been satisfied, but I get nothing like being able to see where those lines are. been in construction for almost 50 years. There's this thing called stamp drawings. They're stamped by the city. They're stamped by engineers. They're stamped by everybody. And I'm sure you don't have stamp drawings yet, and I understand that. But somewhere there should be a drawing. You say you're moving that building. This building's not going where it's drawn down. That building is going right where you see it. Okay. So you said you moved it. I was wondering. We had to. I can show you where that water line literally runs by looking at the water and the gas and, and any underground. The gas line, 
the gas line. Okay, that's the gas line. The water line runs like this. And there's a meter over here on the neighbor's block. So pave over that, but not build over it. Yeah, and I don't even plan to pave. Because if that, yeah, I, I prefer to use pavers. Because if that pipe ever busts, I don't want to be busting up concrete. So you find that gas line when you're digging your footies? That gas line is so far up towards the back that we're not going to touch it. Your footings, you put footings in there already without your fence? No, yeah, that was just for a little retaining that I plan to do. Okay. So we stopped it right about here. We're just not going further back. Right. It, won't, it won't go any further back. It's going to end up being chained just because of all these challenges. And APS has nothing underground through there? They have it coming right here. We've got an eight-foot easement, and then it comes over here to the transport. So I met with them yesterday morning. I'm not going to do anything with a little retaining. I was going to put a 36-inch retaining wall here to you know, keep any dirt coming down, but I'm not going to do it now. It'll cross like this. So that way they can work. On their uh, transformer, should they ever need to. So okay. accommodating them. Thirty-six right. inches in front of it, right? Ten feet. Ten feet. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's facing in that direction. So that's the, the front is here and facing. But originally, I was going to develop this because I got the footers in there. I offered to not do that and run it at a main and do it here. Are there any public uh, comments? Ashley? Ashley Preston, Dewey Humboldt. Um, I've had the opportunity of working with Mr. Garcia on the other property um, that he was looking at. And I can vouch. Um, you guys are going to be hearing a lot more from me as we move through this, the Superfund and the zoning process. Um, Mr. Garcia did more than his due diligence in looking at that property. I think we all agree the, the way it was, the amount of property that was there would have been better access. Um, I met with him and, and Dan when he first came in and started asking for guidance from EPA and redeveloping uh, property that had already been remediated. Initially, there was none. The town and EPA both told him, there's no guidance. We have nothing in place. You could do what you wanted to do. Um, so he very well could have said, there's no restrictions. I'm going to start digging. I don't care about contamination. I don't care about the community. And that's not what he did. He looked into what it would have to um, take him to do it right, knowing what how other Superfund sites work, knowing the restrictions that are going to be in place further down the road. And ultimately, like he, he shared with you, it was going to be too expensive to do it the correct way. Mind you, he could have went through with no restrictions whatsoever. Um, and he did look at other properties. This is the only feasible property within town where they can do a business that benefits the town, not only um, food-wise, tax revenue. Um, so we need to start looking at the focus of our longtime residents. Um, we need more people like Mr. Garcia who, who does their due diligence, wants to protect the health of the community regarding the Superfund, but also wants to provide a service. If we keep restricting our own community members and what they can do, 
he can go to Prescott Valley. He can do this pizza place in Prescott Valley and might be more profitable. He's trying to benefit our community, and I think we need to give him a little bit more leeway and the opportunity to do that. As we know, EPA and the Superfund, um, the town, we're going to be hammering down here on institutional controls, and he's already aware of that. And um, I have all the faith that any digging, any issues he runs into over at this property, he's going to take care of and protect the community ultimately. So thank you. Clough. Lee Clough, Dewey Humboldt. Mr. Garcia, I was wondering if you could show me where the parking places are going to be. They will be right in front here and back in this area. So right now, we just put it clear here, and there's a drop here. We're going to do a small retaining wall just to fill this in to allow for more parking. So that'll basically be our parking. If need be, the septic leash lines are going to be right in here. This area here could also serve as overflow parking if we need it. I just don't think we're going to need it because of the type of establishment that it is. Right. My question, though, I realize you said there's two owners and they would ride together. So that leaves, if you're doing five parking places, that leaves four. But are you not a delivery? service also so you've got another driver at least taking a vehicle right or not As he would not be staying here. no but he may be there picking up when two or three other people show up that's why i was saying maybe if you could do a few more than five would helpful we will fit in as many as we can we have Perfect. to be realistic there it's four tenths of an acre and the only other thing i wanted to say is I'm really sad. I was hoping it was going to be Mexican food, not pizza. Well, <laughs> Thanks. There is going to be Mexican food. Oh, good. Now I'm even happier. The back there. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm happy. Christy Bagwell, Dewey Humboldt. <clears throat> Excuse me. My concern, I went to his presentation for the community. I was quite impressed. They gave a beautiful rundown of the intended menu, and I was absolutely thrilled. Um, there's a lot of times you want to just run down and get food in your PJs, and you don't want to get dressed up and go eat. My, my biggest concern when I went to the community outreach was to make sure that you could get your food and back around the spot so you could come out of the, the restaurant forward. I wanted to make sure there was no way that you had to back out onto Main Street. And he assured me that they were taking that into consideration and had that completely in their mindset to make sure that cars could come out forward. And then you shouldn't have too much trouble. Yes, there may be a couple of particular times of day since they did, they still do intend to serve breakfast. There should be, could be a couple of times a day where you might get two cars waiting to get out onto Main Street or something like that. But again, like he stressed before, 
you're going to call in your order, and if you call now, it's 15 minutes. If you call now, it's 20 minutes. If you call now, it's 30 minutes or whatever before your order is ready. I don't see stacking of cars as being a problem as long as there's adequate ways to get in and out. And I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't know your name. My name's Russell Opry. I'm a resident here at Dewey. My, my wife and I, Priscilla and I, are both here today, Priscilla and Russell Opry. And uh, first of all, I'd like to thank, thank you for the opportunity to come before the council. Thank you very much in making this public and giving us an opportunity to discuss this. I think Mr. Garcia has done a, a wonderful job in, in, to, to this point and certainly uh, presenting something that's useful. Uh, and that I think we really need here in Dewey Humboldt. We like living here. My mom used to live up in Williamson Valley years ago, and I said, someday I'm going to live here. And I knew I wanted to live behind Young's Farm, which turned out to be more numbers. And that's where we live, and we love it here. And we're not going anywhere. But we really like need something, and we'd like to have something, and really need something that where we could, uh, something a little more diverse. And something that, for example, you want a cup of coffee in the morning, hey, it's a special cup of coffee or something to go with it. We, we can't get it here in Dewey Humboldt, so we're leaving. We're going up near Prescott Valley. But I'd like to just grab something here and then maybe go back home and enjoy it and get on the computer and do what I need to do for the day. It's just something we don't have, plus a diverse uh, uh, menu that Mr. Garcia has presented in, in the past. So. We're looking forward to it. I think everybody we've talked to said, yeah, this is, this is a great idea. We need something here. I think I, I saw one comment was, uh, I like it, get it done. So I know Mr. Garcia will be the, the type that will, he'll get it done. And uh, I think it's going to be a real plus to Julie Humble. We'd love to see it. And so again, thanks for the opportunity to say something. Kelsey, did you get his name for the record? Yes. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yes. Uh, Jason Knops, Dewey. Uh, just a brief observation. It seems like a small property with a lot of utility issues, um, limited use. It's probably not a real marketable property. It's been for sale for quite some time now. It sounds like upwards of three years, somewhere in there. Um, and the, Gar the Garcia seems like they have a responsible plan to develop this property. My worry is if they if they're not able to move forward with their plans, will somebody else be willing to move forward with plans on this property, especially in a residential setting? I think it's gonna be a tough sell. Um, this seems to be good for the community, bring some money in and clean up a property that was not real desirable to begin with. But thank you. Hi, my name is Priscilla Oprey. I live in Dewey Humboldt, and I, my husband basically said it all. We love it here, but I did want to add that we have known Mr. Garcia for more than 50 years, and if there's one thing I can say is he's a man of integrity. He builds really things really well, and um, I love what this lady said in her prayer that Whatever happens here, it should be for the benefit of Dewey Humboldt. And I really feel that we need this kind of establishment, a really wonderful restaurant. We do eat at Guido's. 
We do eat at Mama's, we do eat at Blue Hills, but I would say out of seven days a week, two of those days, we probably go to Prescott for good food. So it would be nice to keep that good food here in Dewey Humboldt. Thank you for your time. Sue Brandt, Humboldt. Okay, so I have a question for you. This driveway, are, is it going to be two lanes so people can come in and go out at the same time? Because my big concern is parking and traffic backing up onto the street. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up. And that's something I'd need to talk with the town because there is a culvert there. I don't know who owns it. Yes but there's also two columns as you go in that's mm -hmm. not wide enough for two vehicles. Yep. So those most likely are coming down um, to make it big enough for two vehicles. But I would need to work with the towns, figure out who owns that culvert. I think culvert. that's really a Unfortunately, necessity. that culvert's made of concrete. It's not easy just attaching it. I saw that. Uh, yes. So that'll just be something we'll have to work with. But yeah, the idea is they have enough room for two vehicles. So my thing is, um, and Robert said he, he sent out how many letters? 30, or how many letters? 30, you... 35 letters went out. Okay, so none of my neighbors want this. They're older. They have to come up and down this street to get home, as, as do we. So, um, like I said earlier, if I'm sitting out there at that light and have to wait five minutes to get through the light, and then I come by your place, and there's traffic backed up out there, then I gotta sit there and wait. So um, you really gotta work on the parking and the, the flow of traffic out there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there again, the type of uh, restaurant, um, the way everything's gonna be spaced out, there won't be a heavy uh, run of traffic. It Nothing sounds even... like you're going to be very popular, sir. Could be, but you, can <laughs> still, you can still right? only produce so much within an hour. And the volume, we couldn't even begin to do that much. I would love to so, be assured of that. Yeah. So I can tell you that it's going to be far less than the post office. Significantly far less. Because with all the post office boxes they have there, uh, but they've got the several parking places, and you go in, and then you go out, and you come around, so... Well, yeah, but they have over 500 post office boxes running. And um, if we have 10 per hour, that's 120 per day. I'm still concerned yeah. about breakfast, lunch, and what time do you close? What time would you close? We haven't finalized that, but it's probably going to be not too, too late, beyond 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock. Um, you know, the idea is that we are definitely going to keep an eye on that. And because it's not a need in and everything is spaced out in time, we should not be having those backups. I hope you're right, sir. Thank you. So, are there any more public comments before closing the public hearing? Last chance? No? Okay. Um, so, we need to have a discussion amongst commission members about reference of what you think should happen with the proposal? Well, my biggest concern is parking, keeping the cars off the street and out of the post office parking lot. And I cannot, I'm held to this code book, am I not? I can't get this code book to tell me that five parking spaces are enough. 
that is my only issue. I love the restaurant. I love what you want to do. I think you're an honest guy. I think it's all great. You said that you could, it was five or seven parking places. Which is it going to be? We have not finalized the plot layout because we're not there yet. You know, when are you planning on starting this project, sir? Well, as soon as I know that it's commercial, then we'll start paying the designers to start designing it. But it's just unreasonable to pay for all that up front. We're not a big company. It's family. And it's literally my retirement. So I'm being extra careful, meaning that it's one step at a time. Can I interject here, um, if you don't mind? I don't. I mean, it's hard to have no one to 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 be able to talk. But I just wanted to say that Mr. Garcia has done everything he's supposed to do, and I think that if you look at the land and the land usage, and not worry about the details just yet, because you know he's got more hurdles to overcome as far as parking goes. It's not gonna it's not gonna be an easy road for him regardless. But I think what he's done here is he's presented some good information that um if you take a look at the land, highest and best use of land, he's presenting the highest and best use of land um for for this particular lot. Um, I appreciate um, I appreciate everything that you've done that you've presented, but also done um, as far as your public meetings and information that you've put out there. So I'm hopeful that we can all come to a consensus of allowing this to happen um, because the tax revenue is certainly going to be uh, beneficial. Thank you. Commission, may I make a comment? So very early on, um, I like to be straightforward with with projects like this, especially uh, Mr. Grant, you made the comment about parking and just and, and Mr. Garcia made the comment, like haven't gotten far enough in the design to give a definite answer. And so I've had many conversations with Mr. Garcia about what if even after the rezoning it's a no. And so that conversation has been out there because there are there are some what ifs and, and some possible no's. So uh, something else will have to be done with the property, aka you know just regular house put on it or something to that effect. But he understands the fact that even with your blessing and this rezoning, it's not a done deal. Like it's there, there are still you know there's some things that could get in. So, I agree with everything Ms. Carlson said. I think it's a great thing for the town. I think that it's a good deal. Like I said, my only concern is the parking, and I can't get this code book to tell me that's okay. I mean, if you're going to put as much parking on that piece of property as you can, that's all you can do, right? Is that what you're going to do? Either that or that, and if we needed more, I could always talk with the owners of the post office. Right, so to our... Right, so to our town, our town code, and, and that's something I didn't want to happen to me. I didn't want to even say that because that post office is busy, busy, busy. I go there every day, and that parking lot is full. And if you're going to put cars in that parking lot, that doesn't work for me. Well, there again, I don't think we're going to need it, just based on everything I've thought through. Uh, 
there again, I've lived here for 24 years now, and I go to that post office regularly. So I have seen it used over 24 years, and I can't say that it's a problem. There are some times where there's, most of them are filled up, but it's not all the time. And I go there pretty much every day. So I, I just have not seen that as a resident. I think so. I don't think business owners or property owners should lean on other properties for their use. That's just my personal opinion. Okay, can, can I interject on, on, on your concern? Um, if Mr. Garcia, as a landowner, decides he wants to go to the post office and write up an agreement with the post office, that's, that's okay. Because he's solving a problem. Um, that's, that's totally okay. It's between two property owners. Um, so I, you know, I don't... I understand your concern for parking, and I understand your concern for uh, traffic um, flowing in and out of the area. Absolutely concerned. Um, and I'm a witness to a busy area. We're, we're getting busy down that main street. Um, but if there's ways of working out these details, they can't do it unless he's at that point of, of development where he says, okay, I'm going to have a problem with parking. I've got to approach the post office. And believe me, that's a federal, I believe, federal contract that he has to engage with because it's a rental. I believe they're renting the land, but he has hurdles to go over to 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 develop a, an agreement between the post office and his his business. So he's got a lot of challenges ahead of him, but I think he's he's pretty much thinking about all of the options that he has to consider. So, um, I, Mr. Garcia, I I understand the, uh, the lot is very odd. Uh, you've got a lot of things that are going on in that lot, but if the highest and best use of that lot is commercial, I would, I would tend to agree with you. Thank you. Yeah, and if I can just add to that my comment from earlier. Uh, I don't take this lightly. Uh, financially, we do much better in Prescott Valley. But I live here. I raise my kids here. Half my family, I'm the last of 12, lives here. So I want to do something here in the community. Now, is it beneficial for me financially to go somewhere else? Absolutely. It's beneficial to just focus on having, uh, working with a general contractor, building houses and selling them. But I'm helping my son out through his establishment. So I'm not doing it for business, I'm doing it just to help. And I've already met with the water company at least a half a dozen times there. I was there with them when they're cleaning out uh, with a power sprayer to find those lines and see how deep it was. I work with everybody as best I can. Uh, same thing with APS. I met with them multiple times, met with their planner, their designer yesterday. We came to consensus on what will work. So that's how I do things. But if at the end of the day, this business doesn't work there, this building, then I won't be like some other folks that just bring in things that don't look too nice. Then I'll build a nice small house on it, make it work. But it won't be a manufactured home. There is a verbiage in this codebook about making I don't know. I don't know if it's owned by them. Or... It's not owned by them. It's privately owned. I like what you want to do here. I just want you to put as much parking on that property as you can because it's going to be an issue. I drive this road every day, 
especially when school is coming in and out, it's crowded out there. And that, that's a skinny turn area there, and it's just it's going to be dangerous if you can't park your clientele off the street. That's my only concern. Everything else I love. I just had to say that. Thank you, Mr. Garcia, for coming tonight. I um, bringing this to us. I do appreciate all the information, all your cooperation with community members and the utility companies. Um, I really hope you listen to what Commissioner Brandt said about the parking. I'd really like to see as many, if as many as possible, without relying on the post office because I believe there's 12 parking spots at that post office, only 12 for 500 boxes. What if 12 people go in that post office at one time? What if 12 non-handicapped go in that post office at one time? There's a handicapped parking spot there to get their mail. And you have your customers there picking up a takeout order because I don't care if you say 30 minutes I order a pizza from Papa John's. If they tell me 20 minutes, I'm going to be sitting out in front of their store in 10 minutes because I've got things to do. I've got places to go. When my food's ready, I don't want it sitting in the restaurant underneath the heat lamp getting cold. So I want to get my food. So with that being said, I don't know who your son is and if he's even here tonight as a property as the restaurant owner. But I would strongly encourage you to space your gapping out and advise your customers. Please do not come any sooner than five minutes prior to your estimated complete pickup time. I'm, I'm asking you of that to, con to prevent a congestion of this small lot as a parking lot. I mean, let me just put my personal opinion out there. And I don't have a whole lot of them, but I would have rather seen you work a deal with the property next door and take that house out and combine the two lots and have a bigger lot. We wouldn't be worried about a water line or parking or a driveway or a septic because you have to meet all the setbacks for the septic. And you can't park on, you cannot park on a leach field. Um, great points, Jason. Let's, let's stick to the, to the rezoning. So, um, that the, when you look at the I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, let's stick to the highest and best use of the property. Would you want to, you know, let's, let's just simplify. I, I hear everybody's concerns here. And, I, and I'm impressed by the amount of input that we all have had as a team here. But the highest and best use for the area. Um, if we focus on the highest and best use, um, Mr. Garcia has a, a lot more challenges ahead of him. He's, this is not over yet. The challenges are not over. It's just step one to many. Um, but the highest and best use for this type of parcel, uh, in my opinion, would be commercial. Thank you. The other thing, too, to remember is we do have some guidance in the C1 code as to what we are, we should be looking at. There are references to other codes in this book. I know parking, parking was one of the first things I looked at, too. It's not really referenced in C1 as a thing that we look at right now, but it is something that we need to look at. And I, I trust our staff and our planner 
to do the right job with this. The man's got a very difficult lot to work with. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I wish you luck. It's, it's quite an um, interesting shape. So with that, are we all done on the commission with comments? Yes. I have one Jason. last comment. Mr. Garcia, please take note of this when you move forward because it's in the zoning code. Shared parking on page 157 of our zoning code, it is 153.110 parking requirements. Um, D3, E3, I'm sorry, E3, shared parking by securing the consent to use off-street parking facilities under another's ownership, which is not otherwise used or required during the principal operating hours of usage. That consent shall be in written form and copy filed with the town zoning administrator. The number of parking spaces may be reduced to a maximum of 20% of the total spaces required. In the event the off-site spaces are or become no longer available, the owner shall provide additional parking to meet this requirement. That's all I have. Thank you. Okay, I, I move to approve ordinance 23.002 for the change to the zoning map of the town of Dewey Humboldt to change the zoning of assessments parcels 402-09-028W from R110 residential single family to C11 commercial neighborhood sales and services. Second that. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Lynn Collins. Yes. Deborah Grant. Yes. Jason Chisholm. Yes. Nell Carlsman. Yes. Congratulations, Mr. Garcia. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you to everybody. I really appreciate. I appreciate everybody's input. I'm very, uh, very happy that we can work together on this. Thank you. Um, so are there going to be any, do we need to set um, any? You have to say all in favor. And we all have to, well, we voted. did already. We'll vote. I didn't hear you. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, do we need any other meeting dates set for this? No? I don't think so. Okay. Did we want to set one for next Thursday to continue going over the land usage? When we have a... I don't... Oh, you mean for next week? Yes, for next Thursday at 6 o'clock to go over additional land usage, continue the land usage discussion. I think if we can get through the holiday season and then reconvene in January, I don't know what the town requirement is, but people have holiday parties to go to, and I'm fine with that. I think we, yeah, I think we just need to enjoy ourselves and then come back and hit hit the zoning um, ordinance books hard. Yep. So. And we have one thing left to do, and that's adjourn. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. Thank you very much. No calls yet? I've left the conference. I'll let you know about the next one. Maybe I want to be here.